1: Living by faith and examples of what that looks like next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. Hi there, and welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We're looking at what faith is, and we're looking at examples of how faith has been lived out. We're in Hebrews chapter 11, a message called By Faith. It's here that we have a ton of illustrations of what faith really looks like. It's an encouraging passage. Won't you join us? and Be encouraged in your faith in Christ. From the well, A Christian community here in Livermore, California, here's our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, with today's broadcast
2: of Times of Refreshing. We got kids now 10 years old that we put in all kinds of stuff in their hands and they don't know what this stuff is. We have to be more protective because we understand that they have purpose and they may not be happy with you now but when they turn 30 and 40 and 50 and they look back and they're happy that you spanked them we look back now and you say man I'm so glad my mom gave me a spanking over that i mean you look back and you see how man if i if i if i would have just cuz the devil wants to play and through ignorance and immaturity, lead people down the wrong road. It's our job to do the best that we can to help them. And we do this by faith because I understand you have purpose in your life. It says here, verse 24. Now look at it. I like it. It says, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. We know the story. It says now that he was hidden and protected and God's hand is upon him. It says now he, by faith, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter because he understood his lineage. He understood the value of where he had come from. He appreciated it. And now because he understands that, he's refusing the label that the world is trying to put on him. He wants to identify with the people of God and we see this happen all the time. You raise your kid up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. God is with you, you teach them the right thing. Then the next thing you know, they 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 get a little bit of age and they want to go out and see what the world's all about. And they get in the club, they don't feel comfortable They start hanging out on here and people are telling them, what are you doing on here? You don't even fit in here. Man, your mama better not catch you up in here. (laughs) And before long, you see an individual that which they know is so real that even when they try to cross the line, something doesn't fit right. Moses, when he became of age, it says he refused. I can't do this. Because my identity isn't tied the Egyptians my identity is tied to the Israelites so I have to identify with those people because this is what I really know this is what this is who this is who at the end of the day hid me when I needed to be hidden I might have been raised here but I was hidden there and where I was hidden is so real to me The people who hid me are so real to me that I can't just identify with the people who are raised. Can you guys understand what I'm saying here? There's something in me that's deeper. And it says when he got to the point where he was of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And for us, we want to develop that. In our own lives, but then in the next generation, and we and we do that by faith, making sure that we hide and protect and do what we're supposed to do. But then they get to a place when they come of, become of age, where they say, "You know what? I, that's not me. You don't even have to tell me it's not me. It's not me. I refuse to be identified in this light." And all of us have to learn that, even when we give our lives to Christ at a you know later on in life, when we come to Christ. We have to refuse now to let the world define us. That's what's going on right now. The world is trying to define what Christianity should look like. The people that aren't even saved are trying to tell us how we should be living. You should accept everything. You're not loving you're not this the the, the the church isn't being inclusive and, and this and how are you going you don't even know where the book of Malachi is. How are you going to define to me what what the church should be? We have to allow God to define who we are and refuse to be called what the world wants to call us and to identify. With the world in which the world wants to, the in way the way in which the world wants to identify, we have to allow God to do this. And for all of us, it's it's a matter of us releasing our faith. He says, by faith, Moses, it says, refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He says here, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. It says not only that. But look at verse 27. He says by faith he forsook Egypt. Not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he acted. What did he do? He refused to be called, but then by faith, he also forsook. And it's the same thing that we have to do in our personal life and what we have to teach the the next generation. You're going to be in this life challenged in three ways all the time. Number one, your flesh. The old you wants to get the best of you. Your flesh wants to rule your life. This is why Jesus said that if any man would come after him, he's got to deny himself, take up his cross, and follow him. That every day we got to bear our cross, the old us has got to die so the new us can live and reign with Christ. Every day we got to make a decision. I'm I'm not going to let my old self rule my life anymore. I've been born again, and I'm alive in Jesus Christ. Every day I got to tell myself, no, I got to tell myself that you are, that you have been bought with a price. Therefore, you have to glorify God in your spirit and in your body, which belongs to him. Now that I am a servant of God, I'm a slave to righteousness and holiness is a part of my life that I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to talk with Jesus and I'm going to live for him and not just myself. Every day we have to go through this process, our flesh. Number two, the devil. The devil's going to test you, trip, try to trip you up. He's going to whisper in your ear, tell you things to do, places to go, people to get involved with. He's going to tempt you every day. He's going he's to try you. And for us, we got to resist him. we got to resist him steadfast in the faith. we got to submit, therefore, to God and re- resist the devil, and he'll do what? He'll flee from you every day that's how we live our lives the last area is the one where we get swept up in uh, often and and we really don't realize it sometimes and that is the world our flesh the devil but the world is going to try to get us to get into the flow and the direction that the world is going in and if we are insecure in our relationship with jesus and we have this knack to always have to fit in and be accepted, we're going to fail. We have to be people, as saints of God, that we have to be like the salmon. we got to swim upstream. we got to go against the current. And sometimes it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to be harder. It's not going to feel good. But we've got to do it. Moses was willing to forsake Egypt. I'm not letting the culture define me. I'm not going to let the culture sweep me up into what they're doing. I'm forsaking this. I've I've, I've got to a place in my mind, and he says here, where he was willing to refuse to be called. But now he's saying, I don't even want to be around this. I'm forsaking it. And for us, it doesn't mean that we leave the world. We're in the world. We're just not of the world. We don't let the culture define us and persuade us and get us going. And oftentimes what happens, saints, is that we don't realize when we start doing that, letting the culture define us, that we're we're moving further and further away from faith and the state of faith and walking by faith. But Moses, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. God, who is invisible, became so real to him that that all that the world had to offer him, and remember, there was a lot to offer. This is the most powerful nation at the time on the planet. But his Bible says that he didn't let it consume him. And it's the same thing for us. If we say we're people of faith, how can we be people of faith? And we're just so consumed with the world and worldliness and what the culture is doing and not what Jesus is saying. But Moses, it says God was. Was real. He saw him who was invisible. And he became more real to him than all the pleasures of Egypt. Jesus is being tempted. And one of the things that the devil does when he tests Jesus in the wilderness, he said, if you fall down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. I'll give you all this stuff. If you just lie on your taxes, I'll give you, oh, you're going to get this. If you you cheat on your wife, you're going to have more girls. If you, if, you, if you backstab your coworker, then they're going to move you up. And this is what the devil does. He makes us promises. He wants us because he thinks that we're just ruled by these. But when you're not, when, when God, when you see God, and he becomes more real to you than all this other stuff, those things aren't appealing. And this is what happened with Moses. And this happened by faith. His faith was Real. His faith was tangible and he was willing to forsake. So because he saw God's character, God's word had become so real. to him. And I think it's the same thing for us. I think we got to get to the point, point to where when the devil starts asking and suggesting things or he starts offering things. That there's nothing in us that he can pull on because that's not what we're after. It's about God, that God is my life. And, I, and he's real to me. You can give me everything you want to give me, but this is God. I'll never forget when I, was, uh, when I, re- I retired, right? And I made a decision to retire, and, and I said, I'm done. God said, this is what I'm supposed to do. He said, this is what God said. God said, retire. I'm doing it. I know it. I got my confirmations. God has sent, made it perfectly clear this is what I'm going to do. So I got, I got going into it about two or three months. Now remember, you know, I was I was making like a lot of money too. And so you talk about a test. And so I got into it a couple months. You know, my first month, I'm good. You know, it's, you were tired. Yeah, praise God, man. Come on, I'm doing this. This God is moving up in here. I'm I'm good. Come on, let's let's get the ministry together. Let's see God move. So I'm fired up, you know, and I my heart is pumping fast. I'm running on adrenaline. We and the spirit of God is moving. And, you know, we're good. Then all of a sudden, two months went by. Like, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. God's moving, you know. Do you miss it? No, no, no. I hate it. I'm I'm going. I'm going with God. Three months went by. You miss it? Well, you know, I, I did start working out, but it, just so I can stay in shape, you know, I'm good, you know. Man, I I got about four or five months into it, and all of a sudden, Matt Millen from the Detroit Lions called me. He I just saw him the other day, and he t- he said, "You remember when I called you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I remember you called me." I wanted to say, "The devil tried to use you to tip me to go back." <laughs> the devil tried to use you to get me to go back but i can remember he called me and this was about you know june july you know the season was starting training camp was getting ready to start and i'm sitting here and i'm like uh he called he said well you know hey man we want to bring you in here to play running back Da da da. i'll never forget this he asked me he said did al davis do something to you i said no he, didn't. he did it. he didn't i just feel god called me to leave and I can remember being on the phone with him in this little faint voice saying, are you sure? But you have to ask yourself, what has God asked me to do? He'll take care of the other side. Your step of obedience is going to open the floodgates for his blessings. Can I have an amen? But along the way, The enemy is always going to try to pull you back to see where you're really at. Moses. He forsook Egypt. Because his faith was where it should be. And then God ultimately he did what he did in his life. Look what it says here in verse 28. By faith. He kept the Passover. And the sprinkling of blood. Lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. All he's doing is responding to God in obedience when God is asking him to do something. And God is blessed by this. It says here, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so, it says, were drowned. He says, by faith, they passed through on the dry land. Once again, the only reason... Why they're passing through on the dry land is because when God gave them a command, they responded in obedience, and God calls that an act of faith. This Red Sea, the Sea of Aquabah was opened up wide. Why? Because they were willing to respond to God's command. All of us in this room, you have faith. Some of you have great faith, the Bible says. Some people have little faith. Some people's faith is wavering. Some people's, there's different levels and degrees of faith. The scripture is clear on that. But the issue is, where do you direct your faith? That's what God is looking for. And is your faith, do you think that faith is just a mental state or is it? It is a mental state and heart condition that results in obedience. That's what God is looking for from us. And for all of us here, we have to think about this because your faith, and just like I showed you here in the scripture, your faith isn't just for you. It's also for the next generation. You're setting something up for someone else because your willingness to be obedient to God so that they have a path to run on. And for all of us here, we have to see these stories, saints, as real. These are real life people just like us that Jesus was able to change and use for his glory because they were willing to respond by faith. And what did that faith look like? It looked like obedience to God's commands. It looked like whatever God asked them to do, they were going to do it. It looked like if they needed to forsake God, Egypt they would do it 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 looked like if they refused to be called they they were refused to to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter that's what it looks like it looks like when when God asked me to offer this up and I'm tested and I'm willing to do it it looks it looks it looks like it looks like something how do you know that that person has faith watch them well they confess they they confess but their confession has got to line up with their actions We got a lot of confessing going on, but not enough acting. These people, if we keep going down, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled seven days. Why were they encircled seven days? Because God told them to encircle it seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace Why did she not perish? Because they told her to take the ribbon and they want you to hang it out the window. When they see that ribbon, that red ribbon, that's the sign of the blood, then what will happen is they're going to pass over you just like they passed over them years ago when they were in Egypt. If she had took that ribbon and put it inside, she would have died like everybody else. But when they told her to do something, she did it. And And the Bible calls that faith. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the filings of the the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle." Mm. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. When you read this, this, you see how these people did great exploits because they had faith. They changed the world because they had faith they did the the unthinkable because because they had faith in God when God said do this they said lord i believe you i'm going to do it peter walked on water as long as he kept his eyes on jesus the book of acts is full of people apostle paul peter and 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 silas and and these barnabas and people who did great things because when god said do this god they they just believed god and they did it and god just responded god said i'm gonna take you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey the children of israel they believed god they went out there and you just see how they they went there and and you see joshua going in and fighting his way through into the promised land and and everything god asked him to do they did it and every time god just responded bang Bang, bang. God tells David, this, the prize champion, Goliath, comes on the scene. David said, what shall happen to the man who kills that giant? He's going to have all this and this, that, and the other. God said, sign me up. David says, sign me up. David goes down there, and he chops Goliath's head off by throwing one rock at his head. He hits him in the head, chops his head off. The rest is history because he believed God. He trusted God. He didn't say, I believe God. No, send that guy to do it. He said, I'm going to do it. And what I'm saying to us today Is listen, saints, God has called you. He's delivered you. He saved you, not just for you, but for the next generation. But what does your faith look like? Will you step out the boat? Some of you right now, God is asking you to do something that may seem foolish, but it's right what he wants you to do. Are you willing to do it? Some of you in this room, your children are just waiting for you to speak purpose and destiny over their life and to help them to know about things that are to come for them. Some of you men in here need to look your kids in the eye and apologize for not being there, but tell them I'm going to be there now. And by faith, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to help you become everything God has ordained for your life. We start acting like this. The world is going to be shaken. But if we continue to say we have faith, but then we never do anything when God asks us to do it, then we're just being religious. Saints, there's another level. Let's believe God and show God that we believe you, Lord, because we're going to do what you ask us to do.